thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We're going to go into the word of the Lord at this time. I'm inviting your attention to the book of Hebrews chapter 11. The book of Hebrews chapter 11. Some of you know what I'm going to be talking about today because perhaps you are familiar with this chapter in the word of God. Hebrews chapter 11, beginning with verses Beginning with verse 1, we're going to read through to verse 3. Uh, I want to say how wonderful it is right now in our children's ministry. Uh, there is a graduation, a promotion. Amen. From one class to the next, children are growing and growing in grace. Amen. And uh, moving into new classes, gaining new understanding. We thank God for our children's ministry. Can we give all of the children's ministry workers a great big hand? God bless them. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. These last couple of weeks, we've been uh, getting back into the swing of things with children's ministry, and we're so thankful to be able to do that and uh, for the, the goodness of the Lord to us. Hebrews chapter 11, beginning with verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. And I want to speak to you this morning on this subject, taking it from the first statement of verse 3. Through faith we understand. Through faith, we understand. Hallelujah. Could we lift up our voices one more time and ask the Lord to bless the preaching of his word. God, I thank you for this gathering of your precious people. Hallelujah. For this opportunity we have to share the word of life. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, for this word that we can open and receive nourishment to our soul. And I pray that there will be an anointing upon the preaching of your word and upon the people that have gathered to receive today, I pray in Jesus' name that all will go as you intended to be, Lord. Remove every obstruction of mind and spirit and heart. I pray today that you will give the word of God free course. We give you all praise for it today in Jesus' name. And everybody said in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen and amen. You may be seated today in the name of the Lord. Hebrews chapter 11, I mentioned as we were turning there that if you're familiar with this passage, you may know what I'm going to preach about. If you don't know much about Hebrews 11, that's all right. I'd like to tell you a little bit about it. It is the faith chapter in the Bible. Some have even referred to it as the hall of faith uh, because it, it resembles the hall of fame. It's a play on words. Because the people listed in this chapter are people that... The writer of Hebrews explains did great and noble things for God according to the purpose, the plan, and the providence of God and that they accomplished this by faith and that they accomplished this through faith. Uh, they are people such as Abel who offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Enoch is mentioned who was translated that he should not see death. Noah 
who built an ark and saved his household. Abraham, who looked for a city and, and uh, whose builder and maker is God. Sarah, and of course, uh, various ones such as Moses, Jacob, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses. And, and finally, famously, the writer of Hebrews uh, arrives at a point where he just says, you know what, actually, I, I'll be here all day if I keep on talking. Uh, I'm getting carpal tunnel here writing on this parchment. So he said, you know, time would fail me to tell you about all of the great people of faith. I want to read that portion of, of it. He said, what shall I more say? Have you not understood by now? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David also, Samuel, and of the prophets, who through faith, and I want to point that out, through faith, everybody say through faith, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their uh, dead raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. He goes on to say they were stoned, they were sawn asunder, they were tempted, slain with the sword, they wandered about in sheepskins, goatskins, being destitute, afflict people. The world wasn't even worthy of these amazing people and the great work that they did while they lived on earth and they accomplished it by faith and through language when we talk about by faith and through faith and, and I want you to know there's there doesn't seem to be a difference in the Greek uh, regarding by faith or through faith there doesn't seem to be seems to be the same word used in both instances and if there's a nuance uh, in the original I'm not I'm not really aware of it, but there is a difference in the translation, how, it's, how it actually translates into English. By the time it reaches us, there is a difference between by faith and through faith. By faith meaning via faith, that, that, that because of faith, this has happened. But when you talk about through faith, when you talk about through faith, you're, you're referring to a process, you're referring to something that that involves time, it involves, it involves actually coming through to a conclusion of a thing. As a matter of fact, that is so true of the, of the way we interpret that in the English that, that we even use the word through to, to indicate finality. Are you, are you through with your dinner? Are you through with that project? What you mean is, have you come all the way through? Are you complete? Have you begun it and, and endured it and arrived at the conclusion of a thing? So this concept of through faith stands out to me because that's how faith operates. It is something that you endure and it's something that you complete and that you arrive at the conclusion of. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about the fact that through faith... We understand. It's important that you understand faith in the modern definition is different than the biblical understanding. When the writers of the New Testament speak to us about faith, they are not talking about a simple belief system. They're not talking about the idea that whatever your faith is, what, what faith you have as, as in 
what do you believe in? No, no, they're talking about one faith. And they said as much. Paul said to the church at Ephesus, he said, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. This world may boast of many faiths, but when the Bible speaks of faith, it is describing one thing. That is faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Faith in his life, faith in his death, faith in his burial, faith in his resurrection, faith that he showed himself alive by many infallible proofs, faith that he ascended on high, faith that he poured himself out upon all flesh, and faith that he is coming again. Faith. There's one faith. Hallelujah. And the apostle Jude, Jude explained, he said, listen, he said, you are to earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. The writer Jude said, earnestly contend for the faith once delivered to the saints. Now when we talk about faith, it's an important thing to grab a hold of. When Jesus performed miracles, he routinely expressed to those who were the beneficiaries of his miraculous uh, operation. He explained to them that they had received their miracle by their faith. He said to the woman with the issue of blood, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. He said to the leper at the pool of Bethesda, Wilt thou be made whole? And, and he said, Lord, I've been waiting. And he said, You're going to go ahead and receive it right now. Faith brought about the miraculous. And so when we look at faith, we, we understand that, that we've got to have faith. Everything that I'm preaching to you today will, will, will come to not in your life if you don't grab a hold of it with faith. You must believe it. It, it must be mixed with faith in order for it to become the power that it needs to be in your life. And so, so faith is important. The question is, how does one get faith? How does one get faith? Because sometimes that's the challenge. We know God has the power but if I'm supposed to muster up this incredible ability to believe, this amazing uh, discipline of mind to believe, then, then how am I ever supposed to step into the miraculous? Because this is the whole point. I am feeble and he is great. This is the whole point. I am finite. He is infinite. So, so how can I step into the miraculous and receive of the miracle working power of God if I must have faith and all of this is dependent on, on my will to believe because I'm kind of broken in that area of, of really achieving great things. Here's what you must understand about faith and Jude gives us an insight as to how one obtains faith. He said earnestly contend for the faith once delivered. To the saints. Once delivered to the saints. Where does faith come from? It is delivered to the saints. It is given to you by God. God gives you faith. That's where faith comes from. It does not come from within your human ability to believe. It does not come from your in exceptional discipline of mind and thought to believe on God. It comes from God himself. Romans chapter 12 and verse 3 says, 
that the Lord has dealt to every man the measure of faith. If you've got breath in your body, God has given you faith. The question is not do you have faith. The question is where have you placed your faith? Because you believe in something and you act out that belief in something. What we're trying to do is to put before you the truth of God so that your soul can come into alignment with the purpose of God in your life. The faith you have comes from the Lord and the faith you need comes from the Lord. God has dealt to every man. The measure of faith. It belongs to you because God gave to you faith. Hallelujah. The Bible refers to faith as both a gift of the Spirit and fruit of the Spirit. It is the only fruit of the Spirit that doubles as a gift of the Spirit. Faith is both a gift and fruit of the Spirit. But I want to explain to you something. Faith comes to us as a seed. It is gifted by God as a seed. One place the scripture says that if you have faith as the grain of a mustard seed, then you can say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea. If you have faith as the grain of a mustard seed, then you can say to this sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root and cast into yonder place. That this gift of faith that God has for the believer comes to you as a seed. It does not come to you as fully formed, exercised, perfected faith. It comes to you as a seed. So it is a gift of the Spirit delivered to the saints by Almighty God who has dealt to every man the measure of faith. And it comes to you in the form of a seed. What is the seed? The seed, Jesus made plain through the teaching of his parables, is the word of God. The word of God is the seed of faith that the Lord gives to you. So God gives to you his word. That's why it is important that you're here today and that you're listening to the word of God. It's important that you're tuning in and listening to the word of God. It's important that before I step up or anybody steps up behind this podium, that much prayer and study and attention to God is given to preparation for the delivery of the word of God. The reason for that is because this is a sacred book. These words are not the inspiration of some men and women who tried to put down some of their own ideas. These words are spirit and life. When you believe these words, these words go into you like a seed. And that seed becomes a mighty and fruitful tree of faith in your life. If you want to move a mountain, I'll tell you how to move a mountain. Plant a seed by that mountain. That's how the grain of a mustard seed removes the mountain. You put the seed by the mountain, and the mountain cannot prevent the growth of the tree as it comes forth. It'll grow through it. It'll push past it. If you need to move the mountain, put the seeds all around that mountain. Put the word of God that you believe in your heart. Hallelujah. You've got to believe the word that is preached unto you. So 
God gives us faith, but he gives us faith as a seed. That seed that we receive into ourselves and believe and cultivate becomes fruit. That's how it becomes a fruit of the Spirit. It is a gift of the Spirit in seed form. But it is a fruit of the Spirit in fully developed, perfected form. Let it grow. Let your faith grow. Don't despise the trial of your faith. Because the trial of your faith is simply your faith growing. It is a processing of that seed that God put inside of you. It goes through various seasons. Some seasons are better than others. Some seasons are more productive than others. But don't despise the seed. Don't despise the season. Understand that it is all a part of the development of that faith that God has put inside of you. Hallelujah. I'm going to let this faith grow. The Bible calls it the trying of your faith. Know ye not that the trying of your faith worketh patience, the Bible said. But let patience have her perfect work. I said let patience have her perfect work that you may know how to be perfect and entire wanting nothing do you know why some people despise patience so much because they have never let patience have her perfect work they don't know how beautiful the other side of patience really is because they've never really truly allowed patience to have her perfect work but if you will let patience have her perfect work, then you will see the beauty of being perfect and entire, wanting nothing. By perfect, I don't mean that you will be without flaw and you'll never have another bad day and you'll, you'll never have another reason to complain or another urge to complain. I mean you will be complete. You will be made whole. You will have conclusion and completion. There will be perfection if you will allow patience to have her perfect work. It is a process. The Bible refers to faith being perfected. Faith being tried. Faith is a process. It's not something that you develop overnight. Yes, it is given to you and it can be given to you in one instant. That seed planted inside your heart can grow. But it comes to you in seed form. When it starts growing, watch out, because it's going to become a mighty tree. If you'll groom it, if you'll allow it to be developed, if you'll allow it to be pruned, if you'll allow it to be fostered and cared for, it will become a mighty tree. Hallelujah. It is a process that you must walk through. It is a, it is a series of experiences that you must endure. That's how faith is developed. That's why there can be saints of God who have gone through many trials, through many tribulations. And when they come up on the other side, their faith is strong. Hallelujah. They stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made them free. Because they know how this thing ends. I've been through enough spring, summer, fall, and winters to know that this is not the end of the story. The ground may be frozen, but there is a springtime coming. I've been through enough seasons of life to understand this seed is not dead. It was planted in good ground, and it's going to come forth with power. 
The writer of Hebrews said, yes, by faith, Abraham went looking for a city. And by faith, Moses chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. And by faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, was moved with fear and prepared an ark to the saving of his house. He said, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And, for, and by it, the elders obtained a good report. Then he said, through faith. We understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. I'm going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that if you can ever understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, you will have such peace in your heart, such solace in your mind, if you can ever come to a knowledge that, hey, this world I'm living in, it was fashioned, it was crafted, it was formed by the Word of Almighty God. That understanding alone will give you power over every principality that presents itself. That understanding alone will give you strength to walk on another day. That understanding alone will give you the ability to face down every adversary that raises its head against you. I understand that this world was framed by the word of God. That sun, that moon, those stars, that breeze, that rain, this grass, these plants. It was framed by the word of Almighty God. It is on my side. I have nothing to be afraid of. If God be for me, who can be against me? I'm I understand some things. I understand that when I walk by the way, he's with me. I understand that when I go through a season of drought, he is with me. I understand that when I go through a trial or tribulation, he's with me. This world was framed by the word of God. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod, thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Hallelujah. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. You know the very next psalm says this. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all they that dwell therein. Hallelujah. I understand that the world was framed by the word of Almighty God. How do you understand such a thing? My, my father preaches a message called the understands. And I love the way that he describes that because he brings to light the fact that, that wisdom stands under us as like a pillar or a column, a foundation upon which we can walk. This is why the writer said, with all thy getting, get understanding. Where does that understanding come from? It comes through faith. I said it comes through faith. It doesn't merely come via faith, but it comes through the process of faith. It comes through the growing of faith through the trying of faith you understand that the worlds were framed 
by the word of God. There is, this, there is this fascination in the scriptures with the world by the writers who, who had become so distanced from the first man created whose name was Adam. Adam had dominion over the earth, but as he relinquished that dominion, each generation moved further and further and further from an understanding of how the world operates. And so the Bible said that David was looking out saying, when I consider thy heavens... The work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained. I just have to ask myself, what is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visitest him. You have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him a little lower than the angels. You have put all things under his feet. What, what is David saying? David is saying, I've come through some things enough to know that God God's got all of this under control. Woo. There were days I didn't know if I would see another day, but I came through. There were days people were trying to kill me, but I came through. I faced a lion and a bear, but I came through. I faced a giant in the valley of Elah, but I came through. And through faith, I understand he's got this under control. Hallelujah. I don't understand this because of a good book I read. I don't understand this because of a motivational speech I heard. I don't understand this because somebody tried to talk me into it. I understand it through faith. Hallelujah. Some of you have weak faith because you won't go through. Some of your faith is weakened. Some of your faith is struggling. Some of your faith is finding it hard to survive because you've quit halfway through. It's not halfway through faith, we understand. It's through faith. God, I'm coming through. I'm coming through. I'm going through. I don't care what the rest of the world decides to do. I'm going to go through. And when I come through, I will understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Ah, glory to God. Glory to God. The children of Israel came to the Red Sea. And when they came to the Red Sea, it was clear they were going to have to go through. On dry ground. They weren't going to be uh, translated from one side to the other. They weren't going to be picked up on a Royal Caribbean cruise ship. And, and transported to the other side. The waters would part. Yes. A strong east wind would come. Yes. Moses would stretch his rod out over the water. Yes. All of that's wonderful. But they were still going to have to go through. Waters congealed on either side as they parted. And, and they, that means that they were, they were actually solidified while the children of Israel walked through. It was like a gel-like substance. And, and as they came through, hallelujah, on dry ground. That's one of my favorite portions in that scripture. That they walked through on dry ground. Ground that had just been wet wasn't wet anymore. That meant that when you looked down at the ground, there was no evidence that the sea had ever covered that terrain. Woo! Hey, I'm going to tell somebody something. We're coming through 2020 and we're going to have better understanding. And when. 
And should the Lord tarry and you see us a year or two from now, there's going to be no evidence we ever went through 2020. My God, we're not going to miss a beat. We're not going to miss a step because we're walking on dry ground. Yes, we're going through, but we're coming through with greater understanding. <laughs> Come on, now you know what I'm talking about. Because some of you are here and you used to be alcoholics. But when people examine your life, it's dry ground. There's no evidence you even were an alcoholic. There's no evidence you even were a drug addict. There's no evidence your marriage even suffered. Glory to God, because you're walking through on dry ground. <laughs> Glory, hallelujah. I've been to the Red Sea. I've snorkeled in the Red Sea. And, and, and one of the things that, 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 that was so apparent to me while I was snorkeling in the Red Sea was the coral. It wasn't, it wasn't easy terrain. You, you had to be really careful or it'd rip you up. And I just, as I, as I was under the water looking, <laughs> watching for sharks, I started thinking of Moses and the children of Israel who put one foot in front of the other while the waters were congealed on either side. Hallelujah. And, 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 I, and it, it, we think of it as being just a real clean cut pathway that they just kind of skipped along merrily. No, they had to dodge some stuff. Dry ground, yes. Waters parted, yes. Miracle of miracles, absolutely. But they still had to be careful where they walked. When we go through 2020 or whatever it is you're facing, there's still going to be some stuff you got to kind of be careful how you're walking. And you wanna, you're going to you're gonna have to take some steps of faith. On the dry ground, you're going to have to take some steps of faith. You're going to have to move. There's going to be sometimes your back is against the wall, and you kind of got to suck it in to get through. You know what I'm talking about. It's not just easy peasy. You're going to have to walk through this thing. You're going to have to navigate through this thing. But woo, when you get up on the other side, grab your timbrel and dance with all your might because the Lord has brought you through. <laughs> Glory to God. You know, though, we've got a luxury Miriam didn't have. Miriam got up on the other side. She grabbed her timbrel and she led the daughters of Zion in dancing before the Lord. But we've got a luxury she didn't have. We've got the book of Exodus. We can read it. We know before she gets there how this is going to end up. And these are written as an example for you and I. So you know before you get to the end of your crisis how this thing is going to end up. So don't wait till the battle's over. Shout now. Woo! My God. I will dance. I'm going to dance on dry ground. I'm going to skip over coral reef. I'm going to move around thorns and seaweed. I'm dancing. I'm dancing my way through. Ha, ha, ha. 
2020. I'm not scared of you. I'm dancing. I'm dancing and praising and worshiping God all the way through. <laughs> yes, yes, because I'm coming through with greater understanding that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Hallelujah. Somebody give him praise right now. Somebody give him praise right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm so ready. I'm so ready to be through. I'm through. I'm through with coronavirus. I'm through. I'm through with the violence and the division in our nation. I'm through with it. I'm through with it. I'm going to give God praise right in the middle of it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Through faith. Through faith we understand. I'm so through with the effects that this has had on the hearts of Christian people. Bible-believing people. Bible-believing people who've grown complacent in their walk with God. You better be careful about that complacency. Don't you let that spirit grab a hold of you in 2020. We're going to get through this. Don't you backslide. Don't you turn around. Don't you become complacent. You're going to make, if you do, if you do, if you let this get a hold of you, this ungodliness, it's going to make you and your family ripe pickings for the spirit of Antichrist that is sweeping through this generation. You better make up in your mind, I'm going through. I'm going through, I'm going through, I'm going through, I'm going through. Woo! <laughs> and when I go through, I will understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. Stand with me right now. I'm, I'm coming to a conclusion. If I were to preach to you about Job, if you know anything about him, you'd probably have preconceived ideas about what I would say. You could point to the boils. You could point to his bones sticking out. You could point to the cyclone that took away his houses and children. You could point to the curse God and die admonition from his wife. On and on the story, the terrible, terrible story unfolds. But why do we focus on the season Job was going through? Why don't we focus on what he understood when it was all said and done? Job 42, the last chapter of the book. Glory to God, I've come to preach the last chapter. Because he's not just the Alpha, he's the Alpha and the Omega. He's not just the first, he's the first and the last. He's not just the author, he's the author and the finisher of our faith. Job answered the Lord and said, I know, woo, I 
feel the Holy Ghost after the boils, after the bones sticking out, after vexation of spirit, after losing his children and his wife, he said, I know that thou can do everything. And that no thought can be withholden from thee. Who is he that hideth counsel without knowledge? Therefore have I uttered that I understood not things too wonderful for me. Verse number 12. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. I want to say that again. He blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. Job didn't like the pain. He didn't like the turmoil. He didn't like the suffering. He didn't like any of it. But he wouldn't trade who he was for who he had become. Because through faith he understood that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Hallelujah. He had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, 1,000 she asses. He had seven sons, three daughters. Hallelujah. In all the land there were no women found as fair as the daughters of Job. Their father gave them inheritance among their brethren. After this, after the pain, after the problems, after the turmoil, after this, Job lived 140 years. He saw his sons he saw his sons' sons, even four generations. So Job died being old and full of days. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. Don't spend every chapter of your life focused on what's going wrong. Go through it. Go through it. On the other side of it, he's going to bless you more than you were ever blessed before the trial started. You just, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. You got to go on through. You got to go on through. Is there anybody in this house that's determined I will go on through? Now we're going to sing unto the Lord and we're going to give him praise. And there's a rejoicing in the camp. Come on, lift up your hands. Lift up your voice. Somebody clap your hands. Somebody dance before the Lord. I'm going through. We're going through. Come on, we're going through. In Jesus' name. Your life broke through my hand. Restored exceeding joy. <laughs> yes, it did. Your grace. Your grace.
something right now and you feel the presence of the Lord but when you walk out of this place the devil's gonna try to bring it all back up I want you to go ahead and praise God right now like it's over I want you to praise God right now like the text just came in I want you to praise God right now like you're all the way through come on with an uplifted heart with a hand clap of praise with dancing in your feet and songs of joy praise him praise him praise him
clap for a moment. Woo! Ha-ha! Glory! Come on, that's it! This is what the Bible commands us to do, to clap our hands. Yes, Lord! The Bible says to shout unto God. I wonder if somebody can shout unto God right now. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Woo! to praise the Lord in the dance. Can you pick up one foot and put it down? Come on. That's it. You can dance right where you are. You can get out in the aisle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. He said to sing unto the Lord. Go ahead and say, this is how we overcome. This is how we and give God all the praise right now. Come on, give him all the praise right now. We give you praise, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We magnify the name that's above every name. <laughs> yes, Lord. Come on, that's it. Give him all praise. Come on, give him all praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, that's it. Let a praise sweep across this place. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, there's victory in that praise. There's victory in that praise. There's victory in that praise. Ah, ah yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. There's victory in that praise. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. There's victory in that praise. Hallelujah. We're getting ready to dismiss. And, and if you need to go, you can. But I want us just to lift up our hands one more time. Because there's victory in this place. There's victory in this place. Hallelujah. Shakalada Every work of the enemy is subdued in Jesus' name. Every work of the enemy is subdued in Jesus' name. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. We're going to sing this again. And if you need to be dismissed, we're going to dismiss from the back row forward. But we're going to sing this again. If you want to stay in praise a little while, you go ahead and do it. God bless you in the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. Lift up another praise unto God. Lift up another praise unto God in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. This is how we...